0: The following podcast will contain spoilers and explicit language.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Other Wrestling Show. My name is Joel and I'm here as always with Mike. And tonight we are going to preview the upcoming AEW Revolution 2021 pay-per-view. Before we get into the action, Mike, how's it going? It's going good,
0: dude. I had a massive, massive project launch at my company last week. So sorry, guys. That's why we didn't have an episode last week. But man, from Friday, uh, from Saturday to about Friday, I was working till, I don't know, midnight to 2am, depending on the day. Starting my days at seven. So it was uh, just a long, long, exhausting week. But it felt nice to get back in the regular routine with dynamite tonight and, uh, glad I'm here to talk about it with you, dude.
1: Yeah, it was a, it was a hell of an episode since we have so much to talk about. I think maybe we should just, uh, skip our, our usual banter and, and get right into it.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Lightning round.
1: You <laughs> <laughs> might as well just uh, so, leave that in. <laughs> so I think, I, I think. What we we have to talk about first is the opening match of Dynamite tonight, which was Shaq and Jade Cargill against Red Velvet and Cody. Our first look at uh, Shaq in an AEW ring, our first look at Jade Cargill in an AEW ring and the biggest stage for Red Velvet in her young career. So um, I was blown away by this match. I thought it was super fun, Yeah, man way better than it had any business being. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was like alternating between being super impressed and just laughing out loud at Shaq's (laughs) facial expressions (laughs) and the way that he was selling things. And I just, I found this so enjoyable and I was, I was completely and utterly blown away by the table spot. I did not think that's how that was going to go down. So, uh, I I know you must have thoughts on this match. I I feel bad this is taking place in a preview episode because, you know, I could go on for a long time about this. Yeah.
0: This would have been the stock up if we were doing a normal episode. And yeah, this, this should not have been that good. And it was incredible. And I, I guess I'm just preconditioned to the other wrestling companies way of handling celebrities. Um, but this was a legit match. Freaking Shaq took a chair shot. Those chops that Shaq was giving at the beginning of the match. And then obviously they got what they wanted. They're going to be on sports center. They're going to be on NBA kick, not kickoff NBA tip off. They're going to be on all that with the Shaq Cody table spot. And my God, dude, like Cody went up to get over those ropes. Mm -hmm. And that was all Shaq taking that bump
1: yeah like 100
0: and he's a he's a big guy like that had to that had to hurt and i'm sure like i don't know if you noticed when they landed cody like kind of crawled next to Shaq's face i'm sure cody was just saying dude that was fucking awesome <laughs> <laughs> uh like i like you got because you like they're just the two of them right there you can't see Shaq's face and i bet cody was some. cody must have done something there man um, but I was just really impressed. And honestly, while the, the Shaq stuff was great, Jade Cargill and red velvet put on a fucking show. Yeah. And these really two good. Stuff women there. are ready, man. I was nervous because we haven't seen Jade in a, in, in AEW, and this is a big spot to put both of them who, who aren't as experienced as other women on the roster, Amazing that they had the faith in them to put them in this position Well, they were really the ones working this match.
1: Yeah, it, it kind of reminded me of Wardlow and, you mm-hmm. know, we didn't see Wardlow wrestle at all. And then the first time he's wrestling is in this high profile cage match with Cody, who was the face of the company at the time. And I mean, still is. And, you know, just blew past every expectation. Wardlow is an amazing wrestler And that's kind of what we saw with Jade Cargill tonight. She is really, really good. She's green. She's got some Mm -hmm. things to work out. Some of the fluidity isn't there yet. But in terms of what she's capable of, her personality, her uh, psychology in the ring, all really good stuff. So, I mean, this was the best opening segment on Dynamite in a long while. This was really, really good.
0: Yeah, and I want to give props to A.W. for putting this on first, because, you know, casual fans weren't going to sit through an entire episode of Dynamite. So for them to say, you know what, put this on first. And I don't know if you noticed, but the beginning of the show, there wasn't many commercials. There, it felt like the first 40 minutes of the show were basically segment to segment to segment. And I feel like that was intentional in a way to make sure that they kept that audience, because that was the whole goal of this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that did occur to me and I I was surprised that that match was going on right away. I thought it would either be the main event or be at the crossover, but I do think it was an intentional choice to defy the conventional wisdom of, you know, make people wait for the attraction. Well, if you don't know that the people you're trying to attract are going to wait, you got to give it to them right away and hope that you can hook them into your product. So I think it was the right choice. And I think, you know, we'll see from the ratings and from the action on social media and other TV platforms, if this actually creates the level of gravity that they're hoping for. Uh, But even if it doesn't, your fans who are tuning in every week got treated to a great match. Oftentimes stuff that's kind of done to attract the broader audience can turn off the more dedicated wrestling fan. This, I don't feel like was one of those instances. This felt absolutely in its place on an episode of Dynamite, like totally fit, didn't feel like it was forced or kitschy. Like this was absolutely something that should be happening on Dynamite. And I thought it was great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This this is exactly what it needs to be. And props to everyone involved. And man. Uh, Pat McAfee made a joke that Shaq wouldn't be able to live up to the, the best celebrity wrestler. Uh You know, McAfee's stuff on NXT was pretty good. But man, it's not the Shaq that's going through two fucking tables. So props to Diesel.
1: Not to mention, like, he got slammed by Cody. Oh, yeah, and yeah you know there wasn't a whole lot of lifting going on there which means that shaq really got himself into that Mm -hmm. position so uh
0: when i saw it i thought he was going for like a crossbody because i thought he was just gonna take the take cody out so good for good for them for getting that spot in and yeah very very hulk hogan andre giants giant vibes for me there so I loved it. I hope. And I love that Shaq disappeared from the ambulance. Like he's the fucking undertaker.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am there was Kazam. A- indeed. <laughs> the, uh, the Shaq ambulance stuff was fun. Uh, if we were doing, if I was doing a random observation this week, which I won't for time purposes, it would have been that Shaq had to tuck his feet into the ambulance so they could close the door you know he'd been selling being knocked out the entire time and then they couldn't close the ambulance so he had to pull his feet in because he's that freaking enormous yeah
0: uh, the wrestling props are not meant for people that big
1: no no not at all the world is not meant for someone that big like (laughs) seriously yeah all right well that that's that's what I wanted to talk about in lightning round what have you got
0: uh man, I that was that was the obviously the biggest thing, but uh, uh, I, God, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher the names. Nyla Rose and Joel, help me out here.
1: Rio Mizanami.
0: Man, I love Ryu. Ryu. Ryu? Rio, Rio, Ree? Rio, Rio, Rio,
1: Rio, R Y O, Rio. We
0: got a Rio and a Rio. Okay, um, I I I love this match, and I loved I I didn't expect these two to make it to the finals. I I I. I'll tell you, I was probably a little, I, I was a little bummed when uh, when this is what happened. But man, they put on a great match, and really that that post match segment between Sheeta and Rio 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 is was awesome. And I just expect this to be a like true Japanese strong style match, and I can't wait to see it. Overall, just very satisfied with the Eliminator.
1: Yeah, I really fell in love with this character over the course of watching the women's eliminator tournament. I thought, uh, Rio Mizunami has so much personality and charisma. And I mean, she's like the lead singer of a rock band. Like that's kind of the, the persona and the swagger that she brings to this character. And I absolutely love it. I love her pantomiming in the ring with the rope spot. Um, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, love, I love, all the the goofy things that she does and it just totally works it's it's a really fun character to watch and if if you didn't watch all of the eliminator tournament stuff that took place definitely go back and watch those matches uh, her matches were excellent throughout the entire tournament and just really communicate that personality and uh, what she's portraying with this character so um I love it, and I thought it was um, a really exciting setup for the match to take place at Revolution. Uh, Shida, of course, was involved in the booking and direction of the Japanese side of this Eliminator tournament. So you know, this she was kind of the architect of what we saw from Japan, and uh, it's going to be a cool thing to get to see her and Rio have this match at uh revolution
0: yeah it's 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 gonna be good um I, they announced a ah, screw it. i i'm thinking of the wrong thing so let's move on joel what do you, what do you have in lightning round for me
1: um <laughs> i was actually gonna go to the women's match so um gotta look back all right buddy oh you know it's cool we're stealing each other's ideas
0: well how, how about this i i want to talk about freaking tully blanchard strolling around that ring like a fucking boss
1: yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I loved taking it. Taking bumps, throwing <laughs> suplexes. And like, how old are you? And he? looking he completely looked- and utterly gassed, too. Oh, I mean, he's
0: 67. <laughs> like, <laughs> who thought that uh, Tully Blanchard would step into the AW ring before Tessa Blanchard did? So.
1: Uh, wow. Th- that's a take. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: I know. But I, I, thought-, I thought this was fun. And I, I really love how AEW treats their go home shows as big events. You know, yeah. in the, the other wrestling companies, sometimes you you would just skip the go home show. And the fact that we had the Shaq match on this show, we had the culmination of FTR and Jurassic Express with Tully Blanchard involved. Like I love how they they treat these shows. And man, seeing Blanchard, you know, out in the ring was was really cool. Was just really cool. Props to him.
1: Yeah, I think something that AEW does that the other wrestling company doesn't really do is there are storylines that will never make it to a pay-per-view. And that's fine, because when we have a show like this, where you want to have a good show and have high profile matches, but you don't want to just do the kind of tag team preview of what we're going to be seeing at the pay-per-view, you have these stories that have been building and going on that are going to blow off before the pay-per-view or Mm -hmm. after the pay-per-view. And it's something that makes those episodes kind of less rote. Um, And I really appreciate that because it's true. You know, the the go home show was like, "Eh, uh, I'll just read a recap and see if there was anything noteworthy that took place. But I mean, this episode felt like a pay-per-view in a lot of ways. Uh, mm-hmm. With the quality of the matches, the storylines that were taking place, and it was must-see.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and dude, our boy Sean Spears is back, he's blonde, so I guess he's really taking this Cody thing even further, so I can't wait for the hair versus hair match we're inevitably <laughs> gonna get down the line, and I really enjoyed the little mini four horsemen thing there at the end with J.J. Uh, Dillon, Tully, and uh, Arn Anderson.
1: Yeah, Arn. Getting a getting a tear in his eye and, and looking out <laughs> and being excited, even though he's ostensibly a baby face and they're definitely heels. So yeah. uh, I, I like to see that.
0: And I, I love Tully coming out with a belt <laughs> <laughs> and the badass robe, like you. You son of a bitch. You are awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And if there ever is a trios championship, I want FTR and Tully to be the inaugural champions.
1: (laughs) Well, I got one more thing that I want to talk about before we jump into the pay-per-view and that is my dude, Paul white. Uh, I loved this. I really enjoyed this segment and I think he reminded everyone of just how much charisma he has. Mm -hmm. I loved when he was like, there's going to be a big announcement and it's not who you think it is. And I just want you to know that I knew about it before you did. (laughs) That was so funny to me. I love that line. His delivery was perfect. I love seeing him just look so freaking happy. And uh, I've always been a big fan, no pun intended, and uh, I'm excited to see what he does as an announcer. I think he's going to be fantastic. And if he jumps in the ring to throw down every now and then, I'm here for that too. I really want to see Shaq and Big Show, just that that complete mass mm-hmm. of humanity in the ring, because I- I'm not sure that Shaq isn't the biggest person I've ever seen in a pro wrestling ring.
0: <laughs> he's yeah. enormous. Yeah, he's fucking huge. <laughs> um, yeah, at, when he was just standing on the apron, there was like a, enough space for like a completely another ring to to be there. Like he's so, so tall. So yeah, that 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 was fun. And, and Joel he totally blocked um,
1: a camera shot at one point.
0: Well, that that was my only complaint. I think he went to set up the table spot too early. Yeah. So that uh, but you know what? It's Shaq. We're going to give him a plus a plus um back to the the sorry big show i love his shirt no more bs
1: yep mm-hmm. <laughs> yep paul white who i gotta you, get used to saying that
0: yeah who do you think his uh that big announcement is gonna be hall of fame level wrestler
1: i i don't even want to to fantasy book it i just want to find out in real time because if i start to to ponder who it might be I am mentally spoiling it for myself. So I'm going to, I'm just going to sit here and be happy with the fact that Paul knows and I'm fine with you him don't. knowing before I do.
0: <laughs> I hope that's his bit. I hope he just, I hope he just breaks news and like <laughs> insignificant news, like breaking news at noon guys. And then it's just like a picture, a video of uh Shivani eating like a sandwich. Like he got <laughs> mayo on his sandwich today. Breaking news. Um, you could totally pull that off, but uh, yeah, I I'm not gonna put any. I don't want putting names <laughs> out there for you, but there is still a TBA in that face of the revolution ladder match.
1: Oh, that's true, saying.
0: and that always seems like it was gonna be a surprise, just like how at the uh, the Brian Cage debut, that was yep. a last spot in the the ladder match last year. So um, yeah, we'll we'll see, but oh god, it's gonna it's going to be a long 5 days getting getting hyped up for Revolution. So yeah, Joel, the
1: only thing I'm bummed about is that it's on a freaking Sunday. Sunday. Ugh.
0: Fucking UFC on Saturday pushing it and then like it was supposed to be last week and they moved it because of they were worried that there was going to be some like celebrity boxing thing that ended up not happening. So it is what it is. Hopefully they stick with the Saturday pay-per-views going forward. I don't like Sunday pay-per-views nope like like we probably won't be able to record on sunday
1: yeah not a chance
0: so you know we'll get that on on monday for you but speaking of which joel you ready to uh go through your the, the picks here and do you want to remind people that i just continuously beat your ass in pay-per-view predictions
1: i mean i i think you do a good enough job of tooting your own horn and are you, are you? uh i um I will remind you that of the two of us, I'm the only one to perfectly predict a pay-per-view every single match correct. Uh so
0: we go head to head here. We go head to head here.
1: So you know Revolution last year, I was perfect. So let's see if I can do it again.
0: Oh and three cents. Oh and three cents. All right, Joel. You got the uh you got the pay-per-view? Yes, yeah, so
1: so for the buy-in match, we have Riho and Thunder Rosa versus Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and presumably a partner to be announced later. They hinted on the broadcast tonight that Rebel is not uh, good to go, and so Britt Baker is going to choose her partner. So look for that to be somebody who... Uh, has history with either Riho or Thunder Rosa.
0: Hmm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm I'm picking the the baby faces here though, just to get off the picks right off the bat.
1: I'm uh I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Doctor Baker, and I think it's gonna be Nyla Rose who teams up with Doctor Baker, and I think they win, and then after the match, Nyla Rose uh, turns on on Britt Baker. To uh, assert her dominance, because she is angry after losing, and uh, that's that's for sure. Sounds good.
0: There, not a lot of build, so we can move on from this. Joel, what what what, what matchy we we got next?
1: All right, uh, buckle up. We have the casino tag <laughs> team Royale for a future AEW World Tag Team Championship match. In this match, Bear Country, the Dark Order, the Dark Order. Inner Circle, the Butcher and the Blade, Private Party, Top Flight, Death Triangle, Varsity Blondes, the Seidel Brothers, SCU, and the Natural Nightmares, and a team to be announced later.
0: Ugh. <laughs> um, dude, I have no, I, I hate picking battle royals like this. There's so <laughs> many people in this match. Like,, uh, I don't know, because I also like I okay, I'm going private party. They just had their heel turn, they got some momentum. they were in that impact match with uh the good brothers, so let's just let's just keep it going. Let's keep the private party big money Matt crew here and have them walk away with the number one contendership.
1: All right, I'm gonna go with TBA. And uh, I think TBA is likely (laughs) the Good Brothers, who you mentioned just now, uh, because Mm. we still have this uh, potential down the road for the Good Brothers versus the Young Bucks, assuming that the Young Bucks retain their titles. Uh, But I think that possibility exists. So I'm going to go with TBA.
0: Yeah, this is one of those tricky booking things where I think that could work. But if you have the Young Buck, uh, the Good Brothers win this early in the show. I, I have a worry that that might kind of tip off where they're going there in the the tag team match. But that is a good pick. I, can we can we lock you in for the Good Brothers or are you just taking the TBA?
1: No, I'm taking TBA. If it's, uh, you know, if it's Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty, then I, I get them.
0: Okay, well, hopefully it's uh, Tully Blanchard and uh,
1: no he can <laughs> do it
0: alone. <laughs> Yes, yes, let's we're <laughs> the fucking rockers again, man. Let's get the rockers back. Um, you mean the Rock
1: and Roll Express?
0: Rock and Roll Express. I, I got the first four letters
1: right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, we'll All move right, on to a match continue, that I think yeah. there's a little bit more to talk about. With we've got Miro and Kip Sabian taking on Charles the Butler and Orange Cassidy
0: oh man i really have been enjoying this this story i i think i'm going with the the heels on this one
1: yeah absolutely it's got a hero yeah uh this setup has been a blast and Mm -hmm. i really like everything that uh chuck taylor did as charles the butler i thought it was some of his most fun work in aew and that's saying something because he's had a fun run And uh, I will always have Orange Cassidy coming out of the cake, but that was their win. (laughs) And it's time for Miro to get his heat back. So it's got to be Miro and Kip getting revenge for the ruined wedding.
0: I don't necessarily think this is the end per se. I I think they could definitely cross paths again in the next few months, especially a one-on-one match between Miro and Cassidy. But yeah, they might be done for, next couple weeks but i don't think this is truly finished but yeah all right we're both taking the heels on this one joel what 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 match we cover next
1: next up we have adam page versus matt hardy in a big money match where the winner receives the losers 2021 first quarter earnings and we had the big reveal on tonight's episode that Matt Hardy was setting up Adam page the whole time and wanted Adam page to have a six and Oh record so that he would have earned the winner's purse more so that Matt Hardy would get a bigger payoff when he beat him in this match. Devious. I miss that. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't think it matters.
0: I think you gotta go with the hangman here. Yeah, Let's absolutely. Keep this streak running probably gonna have
1: against adam page for a while like
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's like when i was saying moxley's not losing the belt until he faces omega all of last (laughs) year that's why i that's why i won those those competitions is because i think you picked against moxley like two of those maybe both of the pay-per-views uh in in the memorial day and summer and uh September Labor Day I think I think that might have been it but yep. yeah I should have known hangman page hangman page all the way here his redemption arc is well on its way
1: all right next up we have uh this is an interesting one the face of the revolution ladder match for a future TNT championship opportunity in this match so far Cody Rhodes Scorpio Sky Penta Lance Archer Max Castor, and TBA.
0: I'm taking the TBA. You got the TBA in the, the Battle Royal. I'm taking the <laughs> TBA in the ladder match because it's going to be a Hall of Fame wrestler, Joel.
1: Yeah, yeah, it could be. It could very well be. Or it could be Marco Stunt. I mean, we don't know. Um, I It's going gonna... to be a Hall
0: of Famer. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I got I to gotta I pick... I
1: I got to pick with my heart at least once per pay-per-view and so I'm going to pick Scorpio Sky here. Uh I think he's someone who has been kind of poised for a big run as a singles competitor for a while and with having him on commentary for the Max Caster and Preston Vance match on this episode of Dynamite, I think it's kind of setting up that he's going to have a big showing in this match, maybe even win it. So I'm going to I'm going to pick and wish it into existence. Scorpio Sky is the face <laughs> of the revolution.
0: Yeah, I, I really liked his uh, his little cockiness on commentary. That was that was it's interesting, and
1: it's a different look from what we've yeah. seen from him previously.
0: I don't, and I know Dark has been so freaking packed lately. But has he been running this character on Dark or?
1: Ah, dude, I'm not watching Dark relatively... again until it's like shorter. I'm hoping I can't do it. I'll I'll watch Elevation Monday. I'm I'm looking I'm looking forward to that. I'm definitely going to be watching Elevation once that starts in a couple weeks, Um, partially because I got to support my dude, Paul White. But yeah, um, I'm I'm
0: hoping that both of those shows are like I I hope that dark goes back to being like an hour. (laughs) Like if you have another YouTube show, like I don't think you need four hours of content outside of Dynamite unless you're on TV.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: But yeah, not, that's a good choice there, Joel, because I really, Scorpio Sky is so fucking talented.
1: <laughs> he's so good. It's like, ridiculous how good he is.
0: Like, And I don't think he's been utilized as well as he could be. So I'm kind of jealous of that pick, but I'm going with my Hall of Famer, Marco Stunt.
1: All right, well, speaking of Hall of Famers, our next match features the icon Sting teaming up with Darby Allin in a street fight to take on the team of Brian Cage and Ricky Starks of Team Taz.
0: I feel like we shouldn't even pick this one. Can you really have... Can two companies really make Sting lose his first match in the company? Like, Ooh. are we going down that route again? Like, WWE did that once. So really? Really? Give me give me the give me the baby faces here. Give me Alan. Give me sting. I think it's gonna be nuts. I think it's gonna be a nuts cinematic match and I can't wait to see what kind of crazy shit Darby does. Like he got dragged behind a car a few weeks ago. How can he top that? He will. He's going to top it.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm picking the baby faces in this match also. And the reason my reasoning is slightly different. Champions in AEW don't lose very often. You know, in, mm-hmm. in non-title matches, in title matches, just doesn't happen. Darby's got a belt right now, so he gets some stat bonuses, and I think, I think they <laughs> prevail in this match.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. You don't see... It's not like the other company where you see champs lose non-title matches or multi-man matches.
1: I mean, that tends to be the way that people get into title feuds a, a lot of the time is by winning a random non-title match or getting a pin over the champ in a tag team match. And, you know, suddenly now you're in contention, even though, you know, you were on Velocity two weeks ago.
0: Yeah, well, Joel, that's what happens when you're creative as shit. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, shots fired. But the amount of times that we've seen that, it's just, it's lazy. It's lazy. And I loved when FTR did that. What, what was what they call it last year where you had to beat them and they made it a thing like, yeah, at the, least when you like, brush the heels with heels and they used or it whatever. as a tool. Greatness, a brush yeah, a theory, 20 minute brush, brush with, with yeah. greatness. It was a good. There we go. It was a great way to get them heat. It served a purpose. You beat the champ because we don't think you deserve it right away. Like that's cool. Yeah. But Yeah. But yeah i i agree with you I, I I'm really looking forward to this match though I've really liked the physicality we've seen from sting and i i when they announced this I was like okay it's gonna be cinematic to reduce the strain on this 57 year old man 67 57 year old man um but now i'm i think stings I think sting's gonna have a spot that makes us say oh my god did they just kill him
1: i i hope not <laughs> i don't want to see his <laughs> career end i don't want to be terrified i'm hoping this is a very cinematic uh, production and um yeah I'm, I'm excited for it all right next up on our agenda we have the tag team titles on the line as matt and nick jackson defend against the inner circle represented by chris jericho and mjf
0: Oh, man. I, I, yeah, I, uh, I just don't want Jericho holding another belt. (laughs) Yeah. Um, My, my heart really is saying the bucks, but I'm gonna pick the inner circle here. I I think I was having a a Twitter conversation with one of our, uh, our listeners and one of my buddies through Cowboys Twitter. And, you know, He was talking about how this war between this eventual war between like the Bucks, the good brothers, Kenny, whatever. You don't necessarily need the belts for that to happen. And I do think that that's what we're barreling towards in the next few months is that inevitable breakup. So I do think the Bucks, uh, drop the titles here, but I wouldn't be surprised if say a Sammy Guevara showed up and, Screw Jericho and MJF for all of the, uh, the hate they've been spouting lately. So I think this is maybe the hardest match on the card to, to pick. I don't know about you.
1: Uh, I mean, I think I'm going with the bucks on this one. Vengeance for Papa Buck. Um, this is a fired up duo. They are angry. They are motivated. And frankly, I just don't want to see Chris Jericho with a belt. So maybe I'm picking with my heart twice here. Um, But the time for him needing belts is long past. And he has absolutely the same amount of utility with a title as he does without it. So uh, I don't think they need it. I think the Bucks need it more. And in general, I would agree that if they're feuding with the Good Brothers, they don't need titles. But the Good Brothers also have titles. So I think that kind of changes the equation because if they're both champions, then it carries a little bit more weight when they end up feuding with one another.
0: How about both inner circles win tonight? We have Santana Ortiz win the number one contenders match and then they face the other inner circle and then we get inner circle Hollywood and inner circle Wolfpack and then just takes over the company.
1: I don't think anybody wants that. I mean, maybe Eric Bischoff does.
0: (laughs) Well, minus the inner circle of pac Bar. I do think that Santana Ortiz should be on their own. And what a wonderful way to get them out of the group. But I
1: I don't... I mean, this is kind of a bigger conversation than talking about the pay-per-view, but I don't know how much utility the inner circle has in general anymore. Uh, I, I think it was a great launching pad to introduce some talent, to have an evil faction that was kind of running roughshod. And I, I don't know that we need that from these performers right now. I'm I'd much rather see Santana and Ortiz have more to do. And I think they would have more to do if they weren't a part of the inner circle.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I we will talk about that on another episode, but let's move on Joel to the. AW women's world championship match. And I'll let you do the pronunciations. <laughs>
1: Yes, we have the champion Hikaru Shida facing off against the challenger, winner of the AEW Women's Eliminator Tournament, Ryo Mizunami. And uh, I have to go with Shida in this match. I think as long of a run as she has had, I don't think this is the spot where she drops the belt. Uh, I think this is going to be a hard-fought match. I think this is going to be a brutal match. But I I just don't think this is it for her. This run has been incredible and i think that there are some rising stars within the women's division that we've seen more of than we've seen of Rio mizunami who are going to step up and be in this spot so unless she's a transitional champion who takes the belt and then drops it to somebody like a brit baker uh i don't see her winning this match so i'm, I'm sticking with Sheeta.
0: yeah i i think if i i think the if the, the yeah. I think if the winner of this tournament came from the American side of the bracket, I would have been more inclined to see a title change. Even the established women we saw in the Japanese side, we just haven't seen them. And you know, we've really gotten to see what her, uh, Rio re uh, re You got to read right the first time. Rio. Rio. Rio, uh we got to see you know some great stuff in the eliminator but I just don't know if that's who you want taking the belt off of Sheeta here. And you know, the the winning the tournament's a big deal. Like it it should, you know, you don't usually see someone go through this much of a a grind in a tournament to to come up short. But yeah, I, I agree. I don't think this is the person to take it off Sheeta.
1: All right. Um what I guess before we move on, what are you most looking forward to in this match? We haven't seen Sheeta in a singles match in a, a, a fair while. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's,
0: I think it's going to be a, a maybe one of the more physical matches we've seen from the AW women's division. Those shots that they took at each other uh, post match tonight were stiff as hell. Um, and I just think Shida can work any style. She can work with bigger, more physically dominating uh, opponents, or she can work with the smaller, faster, nimble opponents. So I I just think it's going to be an incredible match, and that's what I really want out of this. I I just yeah the, the I just can't see her dropping it in this in this match. But I think it's going to be fantastic. I'm really looking forward to it because I became. A huge Rio fan throughout that this tournament because she did some incredible work.
1: Yeah, I mean, she was great. All of her matches were great. The entire tournament was great. I I enjoyed every single match. Uh, I I think what I'm really looking forward to is uh, seeing some stuff that we haven't seen in an AEW ring before in women's wrestling, because that's kind of what we saw in the Joshi side of the bracket was a lot of spots that you don't see in the states uh, in in any kind of wrestling really. and I want to see some of that showmanship. I want to see some of that character work. I want to see some of those crazy spots show up in this match. Uh, let's let's go full on Joshi wrestling here for this championship match and uh, that's what I want to see. know. All right, main event time. Uh, Kenny Omega with Don Callis taking on Jon Moxley in an exploding barbed wire death match for the AEW World Championship. Now they showed some clips from exploding barbed wire death matches of the past and uh, yeah it's legit terrifying so
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mike. And they probably couldn't even show us what they were really like because it was on fucking cable.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's that's true.
0: (laughs) So I'm just imagining like something 10 times worse. I really think what we need to uh, pick here is not whether who wins or loses, but does anyone die? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm only kind of being, you know, facetious here. I, I really think someone could get really hurt in this match just because I've read about what these matches are. I know what these two, these two men in particular are going to do everything they can to make this the most talked about match of 2021. Moxley is certifiably insane.
1: (laughs) Well, for some performers wrestling is, you know, a performance it's, it's entertainment for some wrestlers. It's a sport. Uh, And for some wrestlers, it's an art form. These two are both guys who treat it like an art form. It matters to them. They care about it. They care about what their contribution to the industry is, how they'll be remembered. And those things matter when it comes to a match like this, because this is why they pull out of all the stops and do something reckless. And uh, I have mixed feelings about this match happening. Like I am worried for two performers that I like very very much that one of them or both of them are going to be hurt and possibly miss some time as a result of this match. Uh that being said, I will not be able to cover my eyes turn away like I'm going to be glued to the screen for this one.
0: This this is why Moxley left WWE. This match, this gimmick match, this opponent And poor Renee. (laughs) Like she she tweets every time he takes a really sick bump when it's not something that has exploding barbed wire deathmatch in the name. So my heart goes out to her and man, this I I man, I I'm not trying to get like too like make it too big of a deal, but I think this is this could be one of the most like important matches in the history of this company not like just until now but ever like I think 10 years from now when we're doing anniversary shows of AEW's you know first few years this match is still going to be talked about that's how big of a deal I think this is going to be and in yeah, terms of I- picking a winner <laughs> I'm, I'm picking the champ it's not time yet like how I, I I didn't pick Moxley to lose until he faced Omega. I'm not taking Omega. I'm not picking Omega to lose until he faces Hangman Page. Because that I'm, is who needs to take the title.
1: I'm with you on this one. I think Kenny Omega retains here. Uh, I think the odds are, are stacked too much against Moxley. And I think that after all the landmines outside the ring have been set off, that uh, we see some outside interference here to secure the victory for Kenny Omega. Um it's just it would be too soon for him to win the belt back uh, and Kenny is just doing such fantastic work. I don't think we want the belt ping-ponging back and forth between the two of them. So mm-hmm. it's got to be Kenny. He's got to retain and I I just hope that uh they they both make it out okay. Maybe instead of picking the winner for this one, uh we should have a prop bet and uh say who gets color first
0: oh man don Callis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> can i pick him you can if you want um i'm gonna go with kenny getting color first in this match
0: all right well i'll go with moxley then i'll, I'll take the i'll take moxley getting color first all right and I, and, and i expect we'll call it color a tiebreaker. early okay all right. All right, Joel, anything else to say about this match or revolution in general before we get out of here?
1: Now uh, the people are going to have to wait until uh, we can record on Monday to hear more of our thoughts about uh, this match and AEW wrestling in general.
0: Yeah. And we'll make sure if we record and during the day, I'll get that episode up and ready that evening. So expect it Monday night or on your podcast feeds early Tuesday morning. Speaking of podcast feeds, you can find us on iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, Stitcher. And it's not iTunes. It's Apple Podcasts now. God damn it. I keep forgetting. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at The Other Wrestling Show. Twitter at OWS underscore pod. Joel at The Other Joel. Me at Michael underscore Aranda. I really should switch that to The Other Mike. feel like it's it's time. Um, or The Other Aranda. That might be my way. Um, anywho. Uh, You can email us at the other wrestling show at gmail.com rate and review. Subscribe really helps us out. And uh, Joel, I guess next time we talk, we'll uh, we're no longer going to have our, our innocence because of this exploding barbed wire death match. So enjoy the next four days of your childhood.
1: Yeah. Stay safe, everybody. Yeah. Avoid barbed wire and landmines
0: and Texas and Mississippi. If you can.
1: Oh dear God. Join the Dark Order Bye Remember everybody Life's a work Duck the clothesline And happy wrestling Bye